0: The only thing worse than watching a car accident is being in one. This being my third episode, hopefully you don't feel like you've just been in one. My name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lip. Hey everyone, it's Phil, and this is The Lip, one more time. Third time's a charm. Hopefully we can be more charming than we were last time. wanted to let everybody know that I have decided to... Take to a different social media as well. Now I have now moved over to da da, da 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 finally Instagram. Never thought I ever would, but this particular format seems to lend itself out to me. Give me a shout out on Instagram. Have a look. Check me out. Follow me. All you have to do is find Philip with two L's H-E-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. 51. and you can find me, and all updates that I might be posting out there about the show. Speaking of which, I'm looking around my office even as we speak, looking at 25 years worth of collectibles, enjoying all these old relics that are collecting limited amounts of dust, because I'm always looking at them back and forth. Everybody has bits of hobbies and things that they collect and eventually hint hint When we move down the road a little bit just maybe I'll talk about collectibles One of the things that I'm extraordinarily passionate about and I have lots of them things that I enjoy And questioning on what I'm gonna do with them eventually down the road hopefully some exciting stuff, but That's neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about other things tonight. If you recall, on last episode, I hinted towards the fact that I would like to talk about working out. Working out's a subject that I shy away from talking about. Because I'm that kind of person who doesn't like to post myself in the gym I never really talk about what I'm doing to too many people. Essentially, I like to keep those cards close to the vest. But of course, it's because of research that I've done myself and time that I've taken, and I figure I don't want to steer anybody all the way wrong. So I try to avoid that subject. It's almost like being at a family dinner talking about politics and or government. In combination. You just don't do that. Unless you're that drunk uncle who wants to actually start the fight. Speaking of family members who like to fight in those situations. Memorial Day just passed. Fourth of July upcoming. It's summertime. My personal favorite time of the year. There was a point in time when I used to just love being in the winter. And I could just get goosebumps thinking about playing in the snow when I was a kid but now I'm old and I'm cratchity and the last thing I want to do is see even a centimeter of snow because the thought of having to shovel it out just makes me sick makes me ultimately excited to know that the sun is coming out and the temperatures are raising hopefully you all having a great time out there enjoying the barbecue season definitely fun for everyone it's a time to get some serious outdoor activities going on because you have more daylight not that the winter sports aren't fun and not that daylight is the most important thing to them but my personal preference I would certainly rather be water skiing than alpine skiing Just me, just me. Some people would rather be at the Poconos in a cabin with hot chocolate. I prefer to be on the beach with a nice cold soda. If I could drink soda anymore, because I just don't do that. But, all in all, it's just about time to get ourselves ready the topic of the day, working out. I hope that you understand that this is a passion for me, and hopefully you'll get into it as much as I do. Okay, everyone, it's now time for the main event. Let me start by going with full disclosure. I am no medical professional. I am not a physical fitness trainer. I have no degrees in this subject whatsoever. All I have is the research that I've done for myself and the results that I got were based on work that I put in and that's my disclaimer for the segment coming up now. On that note, let's dive into it a little bit. Last episode, I mentioned that I had an injury for my knee, several of them. Two surgeries were required to fix cartilage. But prior to that second one, I had begun a stringent weight training program featuring mostly power lifting. After I hurt myself the first time, I realized that I was probably not going to be able to have the speed or the movements that I thought that I would like to have to play football and to wrestle. So I figured maybe I need to get stronger in order to compensate for that. Worked out fairly well. But of course, I had to put the time in, just like anybody else. I had a coach who was on a one year deal with Southern Regional and he happened to have been a personal trainer and he was able to go over a few things with me that resonated and I was able to use primarily how to develop strength and how to gain size these are all things that I never really knew some of them are probably common sense that most people could figure out. Pick up heavy weights, you're going to get stronger. Eat a lot of food, you're going to get bigger. But there's more to it. It's not a matter of just how much you eat, how much you lift. You have to balance the two. You have to have a dedicated uh, regimen. You have to understand that, yes, You're going to get stronger as long as you decide to do the heavier weights. But there's certain exercises that develop strength rather than creating muscle tone. Because the events that I was doing in track, the shot put, the discus, and if I was inevitably going to play football again, I wanted to put my hand down the line of scrimmage. So it's not like I was going to try to go out there and win the Arnold Classic, which is a bodybuilding competition. What I wanted to do was get massively stronger. Wasn't really looking for that defined, cut up body. All I wanted to do was get larger, add more muscle mass. Didn't necessarily have to have a 4% body fat. What I was looking to do was gain strength. Sometimes that does come with a little bit of extra fat. During my instruction, it came to my mind that in order to do so, I needed to put on more weight in terms of calories, and in order to gain the calories, in order to build the muscle that I was looking to build, I had to be selective about what I ate. And this is 20 years ago, 25 years ago. There were certain things that you would do in order to eat. Sometimes they call it dirty bulking now. I did a lot of that, which is essentially eating large quantities of sugary or fatty foods in order to just put on the pounds. And then once you've gained the weight as you're in the gym doing the heavier workouts, you're going to try to convert most of that into as much muscle mass as you can. So you're not trying to, once again, get all cut up and super lean, but you're trying to get on bulky muscle, which is what I did. Over that time, I had a philosophy of probably eating somewhere in the neighborhood of two meals a day. And if I had to estimate, even at the age of between 15 and 17, I was probably eating somewhere in the neighborhood of 4,000 to 4,500 calories and I would break it down into two meals. So I would eat two to three meals to get about that 4,500 calories in, which is a lot of food if you've ever tried it. We're talking eating whole pizzas, eating four French fries at a time, eating four bagels. I packed in a lot of stuff. Protein-wise, I would do bad proteins. I would eat a lot of chicken nuggets. I would eat mashed potatoes and carbohydrates for that instant mashed potato. So I could get as much of it as I could possibly stuff down my throat in order to get as big as possible. And then I would go to the gym. And my philosophy was low cardio. I would do maybe cardio once a week out of my four days in the gym. And the rest of it was primarily focused on upper body strength I would do strength exercises that were focused on power building and during that time I would do exercises like the flat bench incline and decline bench I would do the military press all these exercises working upper body, shoulders, chest, triceps, back. I would do lat pull-downs till I I racked the entire machine. Overall, the plan was, if I could do 10 reps in any set, the amount of weight that I was doing was too light. Once again, if I could do 10 reps in any set, The amount of weight I was doing was too light. Goal that I was looking for was to do probably four sets, maybe five sets. At the lowest level, I wanted to be able to do maybe eight reps at the lower weights that I was working with. Once I started getting up to the higher weights, my goal was to get somewhere between that six And five range, when I got to the absolute limit to what I could do in that particular workout, my main goal was to get somewhere between four and six reps. As long as I could pull that off, I was right where I wanted to be. And I did that for all those exercises that I named previously during that time period I gained a lot of strength a lot of strength to the point where I could honestly tell you I'm not even really sure how strong I was. Quick example bench press I would start off by warming up first set with 135 that's simply one plate on each side, 145 pound plate on each side, combining that with a 45 pound bar. My second set would immediately skyrocket to 225. And at 225, I would do eight reps, usually, most of the time. Then I would do another set, probably around 235 or 245, depending on how I felt that day. And in that set, I would end up doing somewhere between 6 and 8 reps. Third set, now we're starting to talk about a little bit more weight. I would put on somewhere in the neighborhood of 245 to 255 in that neighborhood. And to give you an idea, that was my body weight, 255 at the time. And I would probably do somewhere in the neighborhood of five to eight reps before I had to just have somebody pull it off me. And then my last set, somewhere in the neighborhood of 275. And when I was doing that, I might get maybe three or four which is what I was looking at if I got that high up. And that would be a day in a life in the gym of a 15 to 17-year-old Phil, somewhere in that neighborhood. I believe that was probably closer to 17 at that point, when I was at my strongest. Um, leg exercises were pretty much non-existent. In order to keep some semblance of leg strength, I would do some leg extensions and some leg curls. I wouldn't go anywhere near the leg press or the squat rack. And when I was doing those leg extensions and leg curls, I kept it so low to the point that it almost embarrassed me to do it on leg day. I would sort of sneak in. I would maybe be in there for maybe long time, maybe half an hour, do my leg curls at some stupid low weight, maybe 50 pounds, do my leg extensions, probably about the same. Most of it was fear of re-injuring my knee. So I just wanted to get some sort of range of motion out of it. And then I got out of there before anybody realized, hey, that's a like god! that it was just benching 275 the other day, and now he can barely do anything with his legs. I didn't want to hear that. So I got in and I got out. That's pretty much how the power game went. And then after my track career pretty much ended at around the year 2000, I really didn't feel the need to go back to the gym. So we're talking 20 years where i was a gym rat constantly in the gym at schools and always pushing up plates all day long and now all of a sudden nothing for 20 years nothing at all so of course my strength faded over time because if you're not doing those particular exercises because you're gonna get strong and you're gonna get strong quick as long as you maintain it, but once you stop, I had a coach that said, you know, eventually what happens is your chest falls into your stomach, and that's exactly what happened to me over that 20-year stretch. Then a change came up around 2016, late 2016. Can't get much later than December. That's when it all changed. I ended up for my own purposes, finding the need to recommit to the gym. At this point, I'm 38, almost 39, and I had been out of the gym for, like I said, nearly 20 years. So I had to reconfigure and rethink about all that had happened prior to it. I wasn't some 17-year-old kid anymore, so... First of all, I didn't need that kind of strength or that kind of size. It just was unnecessary. I have had plenty of time pass and my knees started feeling better. Yes, my ankle had been destroyed when I was 27, but that had actually been 10 years at this point. And it had finally completely healed to the point physically and mentally. I could actually do some more stuff. It was at that stage in the game that I said, you know what? Let me write up a program and see what it looks like. Started looking up some YouTube videos and started really paying attention to what was going on in the world of fitness and in health overall and I knew without a doubt that I was getting way heavier than I wanted to. and It was time to drop down and to get in overall better shape. So the first thing I decided to do was I knew that I had to drop the weight. And the most efficient way to drop the weight is by not putting things in your mouth. Keeping that food down. Changing what I was eating was where I started. That was phase one. Phase two I had to rewrite and rethink my philosophy of what I was doing in the gym. That power game didn't need it as much anymore. Phase 3. Now I really need to start supplementing. I'm starting to get a little older. I really need to make sure that I'm taking enough vitamins and supplements so that when I do all these workouts... That I have the energy to get through them, and I have the ability to recover. And phase four, realizing that all this stuff isn't just a short-term fix. It's a long-term investment in my physical health and future. And I can't look at it as just something that I'm going to do for the short term. I have to really be in it for the long haul. Okay, it's time to pull the cards away from my chest and put them on the table and let everybody see what I've been doing. Eating. The first thing I had to uh, overcome prior to this, in the last 20 years, I had been eating pizza by the pie, I had been pretty much a competitive eater. Some of my personal favorite things that I did uh, were at a very popular pancake restaurant. I ate 26 and a half pancakes. I also, at a all-you-can-eat Italian restaurant, decided to devour 11 bowls of pasta. I've had many feats like those throughout that last 20 years that were fun while it lasted, but... I can't continue like that if I'm going to start working out. I had to eliminate things. I had to add things. And so the first thing I decided was I needed to come up with three lists. And these three lists are the basis of what I would do in order to change my diet. And not just for the short term, but once again, for the long run. I knew that right off the bat... There were certain things I simply needed to do, and I just had to do them. And this diet approach is 100% one of them. Again, this is one of those things where if you were listening to an infomercial, the person who was talking to you would say, You can just buy my book for 9.99, and I can unveil all the secrets of what I did. But, unfortunately, I'm not that smart to have sold this. So, here comes what I did. I came up with three lists. Three simple lists. And those three lists were foods that I'm going to slow down on. Foods that I'm going to add to my diet. And foods that I'm going to remove from my diet. I took a piece of paper. I physically had a little book. And I wrote inside that book. These things I will not stop doing. I will not stop eating pizza. But instead of eating a whole pizza. Maybe I'll get a small pizza. Better. Mac and cheese. I don't want to stop eating that so instead of maybe eating a whole pound of macaroni and cheese maybe I'll just have maybe two servings and I would only do these things on what would be my cheat day and that's the way I started moving like that I knew that that was the thing that I was going to go on but at the same time there were things that I knew that I needed to on that list that were going to be harder for me and I knew that eventually this is stuff that I wanted to get rid of. So I think that if I put them on the slow down list, if I slowed down on them enough, eventually I would stop them altogether. And that's kind of what the plan was. So on that list I also, I would put bacon, french fries, and soda, which didn't last on my slow down list very long, fortunately. The next list is the list of things that I'm going to add to my diet, because I know that if I'm slowing down on certain things, i got to replace them, because eventually the things that I replace them with will then be part of my diet, and eventually I might not need some of those things that are on the slow down list. And so I started really looking at it, and I said to myself, okay, what's some stuff that I should really add to my diet on a regular basis. And one of those things was, well, of all things, cauliflower. Never had it in my life. Didn't think that the albino broccoli was anything that I was going to be interested in. But it turned out that I love the stuff. Can't get enough of it. And it's one of those things that's on my list. Brown rice, something that I had not previously been a fan of, but over time... I've gotten used to it. I've added it to my regimen. I was eating whole wheat pasta. Added that to my list. And that was a brilliant decision. And these things were replacing some of the items that now are on a third list. The third list is things that I stop altogether. Even as we speak, right now, as you're listening to this, I have not eaten a donut in four years. Four years. It's killing me. Because blueberry cake donuts, are one of my favorite things on earth. And I haven't had one in four years. Because I know if I have one, I will continuously eat them. And here comes the soda. Thank you, Mayor Kenny, for putting that soda tax up. I was slowly lowering the, content, the amount of soda that I was drinking from two, two liter bottles of soda a day because it was just getting pricey. To where I would have one, to where I would have one of those 1.25s, to where I'll have none. That dark soda that I love so much. The good old colas that just make you feel good inside when you drink them. I no longer have the need to do so. And they are on my list of things that I stopped. Anything that I have to add sugar to, say tea. I can't drink it without sugar, so I can't drink tea anymore. I just put it to the side. I've replaced it with something on that list of things that I add. And one of the things that I replaced it with was smoothies. Fruit smoothies with no sugar-added juice. That replaces that need whenever I really need that I've got. Something like that, that'll give me a little bit of a kick, but it won't kill me like the soda will much quickly. Um, I enjoy the idea that the stuff on that third list hasn't been touched in many years. Being in Philadelphia, it's really hard to actually say that water ice is on that list. Haven't had water ice again in four years. One of the more difficult things in the world, especially when springtime comes and they try to give it to you for free. It's a killer. But those three lists. List of things that I'm slowing down on. List of things that I'm adding to my diet. And list of things that I stop. That's the most important part of the eating portion of my workout regimen. Next the workout itself I had to redo it before I was young and I was strong and I wanted to be even stronger four years ago I was older and I was fat so what I needed to do is I needed to lose some weight and needed to lean down at the point in, t- in my life that I'm at now I don't need to be throwing up 350 pounds in the bar it's unnecessary However, my old philosophy had some points in it. If I reversed it, I could change from the bulky muscle and get to more lean, more flexible, more compact, more useful muscle, which will help you burn fat, leaner muscle. And so I switched from a philosophy of Doing 10 reps being the fact that the weight was too light. To the fact that if I couldn't do more than 10 reps, the weight was too heavy. So now I do 10, I do 12, I do 15 on my normal sets if I was to do a different set of, of workouts, which I have come up with four different distinct types of workout that I do currently. And that philosophy rings true for most of them. And what I've done is I understand that my legs do need, serious attention because if I can work on the muscle around my joints because I know that you cannot actually make the joints any stronger that it's going to be more beneficial for my mobility in the long run and so one of the most important things that I've done is incorporate my workouts into upper and lower body splits where I will do Every other week, every other week, excuse me, every other day that I'm in the gym will be an upper body or lower body workout. I initially have a cardio session prior to the workout. I'll do a mile on an elliptical, a bike, or a treadmill in order to get both the blood pumping. And make my joints a little bit looser right before I'm about to do either workout but now on those upper and lower body splits I do three different variations I do my normal basic routine which is somewhere in the rep range of 10 to 15 reps per set and I'll do four sets upper or lower body then I'll also do a more stringent workout where I will try to get a little bit of power but I'm not putting up a whole lot of weight I'll do heavier weight but not like I was when I was a kid and I'll do still four sets but I'll get myself to about 10 then finally I have a high rep workout, where per exercise, I'm doing still the same four sets, but for each set, I'll do somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 50 reps. And in those sets, the light weight that I use is far lighter than I do for any of the other sets previously. Even my more basic workouts don't require that little weight because, needless to say, if you're going to be doing that many repetitions, you're going to need less weight in order to do it because, essentially, you're not only using a lot of muscle but you're also using a lot of energy and it, it's very cardiovascularly taxing as well as muscle building. kind of kills two birds with one stone. And I probably enjoy doing those high rep workouts more than anything. It's probably my favorite. And truth be known, at this stage in the game, it was something that I had been doing research on. And wasn't really sure if it was going to be for me until I did the first one. Afterwards, I was hooked. There were times when I would have to stop myself and say, oh... You need to do moderate. You know, shouldn't be doing those 50 reps. You need to slow it down. Put a little bit more weight on there. That was fun stuff. And then lastly, occasionally I will do a compound workout, which is going to be slightly getting into that power game, but we're not, again, throwing on 350 pounds in the bar. Putting on more moderate weight, but doing compound exercises like the bench press. Like, something that I only discovered last year during the pandemic was deadlifting. Don't know where it was all my life. I enjoy it. It's a good exercise for your hamstrings. Really effective. Uh, bent over rows a good exercise for your shoulders and your back, your lats particularly. And then last but not least, yes, I actually now squat a little bit. During those compound regiments, I'll squat maybe three or four because depending on how my knees feel, depends on how many uh, sets I'll do. And that's one of the few exercises that I monitor more than any of the others is the squat. It's a very good total body exercise, but the actual movement on the joints for your knees can be a little taxing. So I'm not about to kill myself with it. So I'll do... As much as I feel that I can do and I'm not gonna be doing it freestanding in order to protect myself on any of those exercises I know deadlifting should be done by itself unattached to anything the bench press is much more effective when it's by itself bent over rows the same as the squat but again I'm old now I don't need to be putting up all that weight or being superhumanly strong so I will just pretty much commandeer a smith machine at my gym and I'll run the, gaunt- the gauntlet of those exercises start low do the deadlift move it up do the bent over row move it up a little more do the bench press move it all the way up and then squat by doing that I get all those exercises in I feel really exhausted afterwards, and I don't have to do it every day, and it's just enough to maintain some level of strength, to balance out the super high reps that I do, and it keeps me even-keeled. Next step on my regiments now is the supplementations. This is the most tricky thing than I do. I know that in general when you do working out, you really need to take some sort of supplements in order to maintain your level of vitamins. Certainly people can get vitamins through their food, but I've done enough research to know that even at your best efforts, you're not going to get all the nutrients you're going to need. If I were to go into complete detail into all the different supplements that I've experimented with, all of them are legal first of all, no steroids, no human growth hormones, although I did the research on them just to make sure that I understood just how bad they were. I do multivitamins now. I'll put some creatine and some liquid as I take my other vitamins, I take a joint supplement in order to maintain everything moving the way it's supposed to move, I've found that a cinnamon based fat burner is something that I enjoy and it seems to have been effective for me, it helps me out with my energy. I have some other um, supplements that I use, as CLR is one, or rather CLA, rather, CLA is a supplement that is. Something that supposedly helps you with appetite suppression and some fat burning at the same time. However, the research doesn't say that it's as effective as you might believe. It does have moderate effects, and it's moderately effective, but I feel that it helps me, and I would recommend it, but I wouldn't necessarily demand that you take it. Among a lot of other supplements that I also take, there's some B12, there's vitamin D, some other things in that neighborhood in order to, to add and to replace the minerals that I use while working out and to fill in the gaps that I'm not getting through food. It's extremely important and I believe that I've taken as many as, yeah, you're going to find this to be a little outrageous. At one time, during my experimenting with supplementations over the last four years, I was on a regiment that had me taking as many as 21 pills. And then I started experimenting with other supplementation situations which allowed me to take less pills, somewhere around the neighborhood of 10 and pretty much that's where i'm at now currently as we speak 10 pills and the creatine in the drink as i'm taking the supplements so that i that actually makes 11 total supplements that i'm digesting at a time i would strongly recommend supplementation in your workouts I would also recommend that if you have any questions, speak to your physician, because your physician may say, well, let's do a little bit of blood work, and you might actually not be able to take certain supplements. So it will be to your detriment to take something that would do you harm. Talk to your people at GNC or some other vitamin place, and they'll explain to you what the supplements are about. I'll also say that you should do your research on YouTube and other outlets, check out as many magazines as you can on different supplements, and find out what it is before you even think about taking it and see if you're comfortable with what it can do and what the side effects are. All personal recommendations and I think that that's where I would leave the supplementation at. Last but not least, mindset you got to be in it for the long haul. To do what I do, to do what I've done, to do what I'm planning to do in the future, it's not a short-term investment. It's really not. It's not a sprint by any stretch of the imagination. The difference between somebody who wants to lose five pounds so they can fit in a suit so they can get themselves ready for a wedding, somebody who may want to drop 25 pounds, they look good in the gym, and feel good about themselves when they're walking on the beach in the summer, but then they put all the way back on come Labor Day. That's not what I'm looking to do. What I'm looking to do is have a slow pace movement, one foot in front of the other in order to get to the goal that I have set in my head. And what is my goal? I don't have one. Yeah, i said it. Some people say, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds. Some people say, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. Some people say, oh, I want to lose 400 pounds. I'm just exaggerating. But my goal isn't to lose a certain amount of weight. My goal is to not gain a certain amount of muscle. My goal is not to have a certain amount of body fat content. My goal is to be at a state where I can say, (sighs) I feel pretty good when I wake up in the morning. I had a pretty decent day, but I have some gas in the tank physically, and I can go play with the kids, and I can go do this, and I can go do that. When I feel to the point where I'm at that point, That's where it then becomes maintenance. For me to have the mindset of having a goal in mind and want to just attack that goal, that's not going to work for me. I need to say, well, how do I feel today? I feel like this. Should I do something differently? Yes. Wake up tomorrow. How do I feel today? Okay. Should I do something differently? Yeah. Let me tweak this. Let me try this. Let me change this. Let me try a different supplement. Let me do a different exercise. Let me drink a little more water. Let me drink a little less water. Speaking of which, water is, in fact, the ultimate key to the whole thing. Got to maintain water. Our bodies are made up of mostly water, so it would behoove you not to have water as probably the primary focus of Any of this because you need to rehydrate constantly. And if there was one thing that I had to get a mindset for, it was water. Yes, sounds weird to put water here as opposed to the food, but for me, water becomes a mindset. It really is. It's not about, okay, you got to drink this much water, you got to drink that much water. Yeah, I have an amount in my head which is a gallon a day, give or take. But in order to get that gallon in me, I got to make sure that I'm just chugging it, chugging it, chugging it, chugging it. Some people can put it in a cup and just sip on it all day long and eventually get to it. But for me, I know I need it in, so I just got to deal with it. It's just like the vitamins and the supplements. I want to just take those and be done with it. The water, guzzle it, guzzle it, guzzle it, get it down my gullet and be done and that's all part of a mindset I need to know that yeah I gotta drink it not necessarily don't like it don't necessarily think it's the best thing in the world but I know it's something I need to do and my mindset is stay focused on what I need to do and that is to accomplish my goal of not having a goal and maintaining myself to a level of personal fitness to a point where I feel that at the end of the day I'm moving in the right direction as opposed to say okay, there's my milestone, I hit it because I believe personally if I have a milestone and I hit that milestone where do I go from there? That's why I don't like that approach and for me, that's where my mindset is and hopefully it'll work for you Not that I'm saying you have to have that mindset. Sure, maybe all you want to do is fit into that suit that you want to wear in a wedding. Maybe all you want to do is have the beach bod. That's all well and good. That's your goal. Run with it. If you want to make the true lifestyle change, you got to be ready for the ability to adjust on the fly. Change your mind. Understand that, yeah... There's going to be times that you need to eat that pizza. Yes, there's going to be times where you need to go a few weeks without eating it. It's just a matter of focus and discipline, which is not easy. And I've told a lot of people in the long run, without going into as much detail as I have right now, when they ask me, what did I do to lose weight? I tell them, you wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. And usually they looked at me, and I would explain a fraction of what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, you're right, I'm not doing that. But to each his own. To each his own. Some people can do it low-carb, some people can't. Some people can do it vegan, some people can't. You have to adjust for your own well-being, and comfort when you're doing this stuff, because if it's something that you don't want to do, you're not going to do it, and it's not going to work. So that's where you need to find that happy medium for yourself. If you can't get to that point where it's like, yeah, I'm comfortable with this, you'll never get anywhere with a workout regimen, with the dieting or lifestyle change that you need in order to get yourself in shape, And I've already run a little longer than I expected on this. So, I'm glad you listened to this part. Enjoy thinking about what I just spoke on. And maybe it'll help you. Hopefully it will. Hopefully it will. I don't know how to take this, but this particular week, I have no Spear of the Week. Nobody got on my nerves so badly that I felt like running through them, making their liver pop out of their mouth. Strange. But it's a good strange. I guess. I don't know. I I really don't know. It's weird to me. I would have expected that one person would have just gotten all my nerves enough to make me think that way, but perhaps, 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 it's not them, it's me, and I'm changing a little bit to be a little less angry. We'll find out next week, won't we, kids? Well, this episode ran a little longer than I would have liked it to have gone, but when you're passionate about a subject, sometimes you just have to keep rolling with it. Let me know what you think about today's episode and other episodes that I've done in the past. Hit me up on Twitter, at PissedPhil, with two L's, or on my new Instagram account. That's going to be Philip, with two L's, Henderson5102. Let me know if you thought the show was too long. Let me know if you liked it. Either way, your feedback is important to me. Next week's show is possibly going to run long too, but you see, it's story time. I'm going to talk to you about a few things that have happened in my past that I find to be unique to me. Sure, there's about 7 billion people on the planet Earth, and every single one of us is unique. However... Not every single one of us can tell the stories that I'm about to tell you. These ones are from me personally. Now to leave you with some words of wisdom, as I try to do at the end of every show. Let's say you performed a task for someone, but it was not quite up to their standard. Let's say that said person looks at you and shakes their head and says, Well, nobody's perfect. You can then turn to that person and look back at them and say, Kurt Henning was. Kids, if you're not sure who Kurt Henning was, Google him. On that note, my name is Phil, and this has been The Lip. See you next time.